Hello there and welcome back to Triage. It's Matthew here where we take a tentative dive into some of the older main podcast episodes and hear some of the best bits. It's been a little while since I've been able to sit down and record one of these, so it's good to be back. Today's triage comes from episode 166 of the podcast, which is actually part one of a Q&A Tommy did with Steve Nichols from Nichols & Co. And it was insanely popular. The episode was called Additional Pension Contributions and Taxi Teslas. I was actually quite proud of that title, truth be told, if I do say so myself. The first question we commonly get asked, if you're leasing a GP surgery to the partnership, will there be stamp duty? So here's what Steve had to say on it. Okay, well, anybody who has a lease has to pay stamp duty on the lease if it's above a certain amount. I mean, that's just the way stamp duty and leases work. What this point is about is something I had a look at a couple of weeks ago, I think it was. You have a situation where it's very common for the GP partners in the surgery not all to be property-owning partners. So we had a situation where there were three GP partners in the GP partnership and two of the partners owned the property. And they wanted to put a lease in place for, you know, good commercial reasons between the GP partnership and the property owners, and that's fine. And when you do that, you've got to pay stamp duty on the lease. And the point here is two points, really. First of all, solicitors have been told by the Law Society don't give advice on stamp duty. I don't know why. It happened a couple of years ago. So we're always being asked to advise on stamp duty now, whereas in the past, I think solicitors would have done this. But I don't know why that's happened, but it has. And secondly, with GP partnerships, if you have a lease between a lessor and a lessee, which you always do with a lease, somebody's the tenant, someone is a landlord, then if the same parties, if the same people are both lessors and lessees, so in my circumstances, I had two partners who owned the property, and those same two partners are also partners in the partnership, then the stamp duty is relieved, in this case, by two-thirds, because there were two people who were both lessor and lessee, or landlord and tenant. So this is the point you shouldn't miss. If there's a, if there's a lease between individuals who are partners in the property-owning partnership and the GP partnership, then make sure you're claiming the stamp duty relief. It's a partnership relief. It's not only to do with GPs, it's to do with anybody who is both a lesser or a lessee. So that's a quick point. If you're putting a lease in place with your surgery premises, make sure you're paying the right stamp duty. And if you're not, ask your solicitor. I don't know if they can advise anymore, but certainly we advise on those sort of stamp duty points. Yeah, another massive point on the Medics Money GP partnership course that we cover is just what, like you say, you just don't want to fall into that trap. Another thing covered on the Medics Money News partnership course is all about basis period reform. We've actually got a future episode just on this topic coming out soon, but here's a little teaser. If you don't have a 31st of March year end, listen really carefully to what Steve is about to say, because tell me about basis period reform. Okay, well, basis period reform. If you do have a 31st of March year end and switch off, if you don't have a 31st of March year end, then in the next tax year, that's the tax year 23-24, your profits are going to be adjusted to bring you into line in 24-25 with a March year end. So what's going to happen in 23-24 effectively is you're going to be, let's say you're a September year end, then your 23-24 you would normally be taxed on your September 23 profits. In this 23-24, you're going to be taxed on your September 23 profits, plus your profits from the 1st of October 23 to the 5th of April 24, less something called overlap relief, which I won't go into. And those extra profits are going to be taxed 
in 23-24. And if you wish, I think most people will make an election to have the, that extra tax payable over five years. But so, so what they're doing is they're bringing forward tax. So you would have paid this tax anyway. You're now going to have to bring it forward and then pay it over the next five years. Now, that will also have a consequence, a lead on for your superannuation. Superannuation is basically based on taxable profits. So if your taxable profits are going up, so your superannuation is going up. And the key thing here is if your superannuation is going up and your taxable profits are going up, that's going to use up cash flow. And if the cash flow is using up, there's no cash flow for drawings. So what we're doing is we're looking at all of the non-March year-end clients. We're saying to them, look, keep drawings as they are. Don't increase drawings. Perhaps don't draw out your capital account if you're used to doing that each year because we've got to make provision for this because there's going to be demands on your cash, both with extra tax and extra superannuation. Now, the extra tax will be a fifth a year of that tax for five years. But nonetheless, that's a fifth extra that you weren't expecting. So that is going to hit cash flow for everyone with a non-March year end. So that's the basic point. If your accountant isn't chatting to you about that at the moment, you need to bring it up and say, look, when the basis period changes, what are we going to do about putting extra cash aside to pay this tax early? So you're not getting extra tax necessarily, but you're having to pay it sooner than you would do otherwise. And it's going to be a cash flow issue. Finally, another really common question here at Medics Money is, are electric cars still tax? Hi. Matthew here, and I've got under a minute to tell you five reasons to check out what medical school doesn't teach us, a podcast by Medics Money for med students and F1 doctors. Number one, investing early. Find the true power of starting as early as possible and getting towards financial freedom. Number two, improve that credit score. You'll be very likely surprised at what can actually impact your credit score, but don't check it out just yet as I've still got three reasons why you should check out MSDTU. Number three, moving to Australia and beyond. What? Number four, entrepreneurs from across the world of medicine, from Beyond Health Tomorrow to EGP Learning, who are changing the game. Number five, your own well-being. Because seriously, what's more important than that? You can find all these episodes and more on your podcast player of choice. Search for What Medical School Doesn't Teach Us or find the Medics Podcast Network. 47 seconds, boom. To those of our listeners that are interested in having a side hustle, Earning extra money is extremely easy and stress-free with today's podcast sponsor, Sermo. Sermo is a social media platform only for doctors that, among other things, offers paid medical surveys tailored to your area of expertise and which you can take from the comfort of your own home or on the go. What's more, you'll be able to connect with 1.5 million members worldwide, get second opinions and keep up to date on medical news. All for free. You can join now at sermo.link forward slash medics money. That's sermo, S E R M O, dot link forward slash medics money. Hope to see you on there. Efficient as they once were. So, electric cars, I've had this where GPs in partnerships have bought electric cars. That's not particularly tax efficient. I mean, it's not the end of the world, but it's not particularly tax efficient. The situation where an electric car is tax efficient is if you trade through a limited company. So if you trade through, so if you have a private practice, which lots of my clients do have, and they trade through a limited company, then electric cars are great. And first of all, if you want an electric car and if you've got the cash to buy them because they're not cheap, of course, you can finance them. And everything I'm talking about will work if you finance them as well. So what you can do with an electric car 
is you buy an electric car, perhaps you buy a Tesla for £100,000 if you can and want to, and that will reduce your corporation tax profits by £100,000. So, you know, that's a terrific saving in year one. Now, the difference between an electric car and a petrol car is if you did that with a petrol car, first of all, you wouldn't get anything like £100,000 write-off. And the benefit in kind that you'd have to personally pay on that electric car is often really high. But with an electric car, the benefit in kind is very modest as well. So with an electric car, you've got a great corporation tax deduction. And the benefit in kind that you have to pay personally was very modest and so you know, it was a great tax deal. And also all the things that you need with an electric car, like the charger and, you know, all of the insurance and the tax, that's all paid by your company as well. So you get a deduction for that. So a lot of people were thinking the budget, well, what are they going to do? Well, electric cars at the moment don't pay road tax. From 2025, they're going to have to pay road tax. And they haven't said how much that's going to be. But obviously, that's an additional cost that didn't exist before. The other thing that's coming in from 2025, so between 25 26, for the next three years, they're going to increase the benefiting kind charge by 1% a year. But that will still be very modest. So in summary, what I would say is if your circumstances are right, so if you have a private practice and you're running that private practice through a limited company, and if you want and if you can afford to buy an electric car, you can get it on finance, that's okay, then electric cars are very tax efficient and remain to be tax efficient and will still be tax efficient going forward from what Jeremy Hunt said in the budget. So I run a business. It's not obviously a private practice. I run a business through a limited company and I have an electric car because it's just a very good tax deal. All right, just a short triage today for you all. If you want to hear why Steve is sometimes called the president of Turkey on TikTok, and all about money box companies and directors' loans, then please do check out the full episode wherever you get your podcasts. Also, we've now launched a few episodes of What Medical School Doesn't Teach Us, or MSDTU, which I'm involved with, and it's a great new podcast designed specifically for med students. We've got a great team hosting the podcast and a brand new ebook, so see the show notes on how to download that for free today. Thanks as always for tuning in to Triage, it's been Matthew here, and I'll see you on the next one.